Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. So we're on day four. We're talking about change today. And uh, we've been talking about change really all week. Um, But the process of change and the inevitable breakthrough that comes with it takes time. And we, we know that. I think the one thing that any of us or all of us are sure of is that, that this, this takes time. It takes time to develop. It takes time to, um, to take hold of the things that God has for you. It takes time to get to your breakthrough. And, you know, it's something that doesn't happen overnight and major changes never do happen that way. And really seldom do Minor changes happen that way. So just as a butterfly we talked about a couple of days ago goes through a process, and just like Moses we talked about yesterday requires some changes, you know, we have to do the same thing. So it's important that in this process that we don't make our pause our promise. And what that really means, you know, I was thinking of like the 80s. You know, um, we were kids in the 80s. I know I was an older kid, and you were a significantly younger child in the 80s. But in the 80s, they had, you know, tape decks. And, man, thank God they don't have tape decks anymore. You can just click on a song. You can fast-forward it. My personality loves the convenience of, of just being able to skip through something. But, um, you know, when you had the pause button, you had to pause it. You know, you had to stop it. You had to fast-forward it. And so sometimes I think that, you know, they don't have those anymore. But sometimes I think, Diana, we make our pause our promise. And, and a lot of times, you know, we lose hope. You know, we, we, get, we procrastinate. We settle. You know, um, you can't make your pause your promise. You can't settle. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you might have to stay for a season in your pause, and you may have a temporary home there, but setting up permanent camp in, in a place that you're just passing through is, I think, what God is trying to get us to shake ourselves out of. And it's okay to take a pause for a second, but we can't stay there. So a breakthrough is a progression. To break through is to move from where you are into where you're going. And that's really it, right? It's, it's to advance, advance progress, pro- progress, and grow. It's to advance, progress, and grow. So we won't grow by staying the same or staying in the same place and doing nothing. So a breakthrough is action. And it also requires you and I to do something. And the breakthrough that God has for you will not wait for you to be ready. That's, that's the interesting thing, too. You know, you have to, you have to get ready, and you have to pre- pre- prepare. But I'm talking about when we stay in one place or we, or we hold back on action for too long because we don't feel like we're ready. What's your thoughts on this so far? I still think it boils back down to perspective. And, um, you know, Stephen Furtick had a quote this morning on his Instagram that said, when you initially thought... What you initially thought was a devil knocking at your door to attack you, maybe God knocking on your door to develop you. And so if we, even the challenges that we face, you know, some of them are their self, we, we self-inflict some of those challenges on ourselves. But if we begin to, even if we self-inflict them or really they are an attack of, you know, because we live in a spiritual world, you know, 
of the enemy to, to discourage us or whatever, if we can flip that perspective, like, hey, this is coming against me, but yet God's going to use it to develop me, which developing, you think of the old way they used to develop film. Obviously, now we're used to smartphones, and as soon as you take the picture, it's there, but the developing process for you know the way film used to be, you had to go in a dark room, and you had to process it, and there was a time period, and you had to wait for that final picture so the same thing so I think breakthrough also um, comes also when you begin to change your focus off of the situation and choose your thoughts and your um, your perspective into knowing that as a believer God is with you and he's going to see you through so I'm going to change my perspective look forward to him ahead and start moving in that direction, whatever that is for you, whether that's, you know, more in the word of God, you know, worship, praise, whatever that is, it's catapulting, catapulting you closer to him. That's your action. So sometimes our action first, maybe isn't actual natural steps. Maybe it's just a heart change. Mm -hmm. So our heart is changing direction towards, you know, our answer or our promise. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good morning, Patrick, Christy, Dumasani. Dana, Patrick, Kevin Campbell, good morning, everyone, uh, coming into the feed here. And I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed the series. And Dinah is 100% right. And so we can't allow fear in the fear of change because ultimately it was what it comes down to. People think of fear as like a horror movie, right, what I'm, what I'm afraid of and, you know, happening, you know, and we think of it as in really we think of it sometimes at the extreme, you know, in the extreme ways that, that probably have no chance of happening to most anyone in the world. But the reality is the, the, the things that we don't realize we fear, we fear the most. And these, and, and, and we not only fear them the most, these are the things that we allow to happen to us often. And, um, and it starts with fear and, you know, we can't allow the fear of change. And, and there's many people that fear change, you know, and we can't allow that to keep us, uh, you know, to keep us from the promise that God has, has given us. And, you know, there's a, there's a fear of change. There's a fear of breaking through. And so if God has placed that, you know, promise of something great on the inside of you, can I just say this? Do not stop halfway. Don't stop halfway. You know, many times, you know, you've gone so far, you don't realize how close you are, and that yet you think you're so far away. And we talked about this just, you know, yesterday with regards to midnight, and, or the day before, with regards to midnight, in regards to the fact that it's a dark period. But you know, it's also the beginning of something. It's the beginning of the next day. And Psalm says that weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So, you know, if if God's people that we talked about yesterday that Moses let out would have stayed where they were comfortable, they would have never been freed from their impression. If the butterfly that we talked about three days ago would have stayed and followed the path of least resistance, then it would have never been able to fly. You know, I mean, the butterfly could have stayed a caterpillar and said, well, this is just as good as it's going to get, right? I'm getting dirt kicked in my face. You know, the caterpillar ha- get, walks around in dirt. People kick dirt in his face. It's low to the ground. It's, it's always got to look up and wonder what it's like to fly. And if it would have stayed there, then it would have never known what it was like to fly. If it would have stayed in the cocoon, you know, not only would it have been confound, but eventually it would have snuffed out the life, the very life in the caterpillar. So, you know, um, you know, I want to just say that, that, that breakthrough is not comfortable, but breakthroughs are necessary. Again, breakthroughs are not comfortable, but breakthroughs are necessary. So what changes are you currently dealing with in your, in your life? You know, and do you need a breakthrough in your life right now? In faith, family, health, finance, 
or anywhere else, right? I believe that the breakthrough God has in store for us is closer than we realize. Think about every breakthrough, and I know you can't literally, but think back over the course of your life and the course of breakthroughs in your family, kids, your life, your marriage, finances, I mean, in your walk with God. Every time, don't you, every time you thought it wouldn't happen, it was always closer than, than you thought. It was always not as far as the enemy makes it seem. Does that make sense? I agree with that in a lot of cases, but if I'm being honest, sometimes it is further than I thought it was, and it took a little bit longer than I thought it would. So I, I agree with that, and, and in my humanity, I'm just going to be honest. I could say yes, but... Don't I, say yes. Just be I, honest. I, I, do, I do think that sometimes it is further than um, what we hope for or what we expect, but then sometimes it is closer. So I think, again, that comes back down to, I think, perspective changes. Um, you know, pauses aren't a bad thing. It's that you don't stay in the pause, but sometimes a pause is meant for regrouping, getting yourself back together. So I think, again, for me, perspective is a really big thing, how, I, how I'm viewing those moments. And I think when I'm having stinking thinking and I'm viewing those things as the end of the world versus, hey, this is my moment to you know, shine or move forward or progress in my walk with the Lord or progress in my walk in a relationship or progress in my... Um, maybe a certain area that I'm trying to develop, you know, maybe I'm trying to learn a new um, craft or a new whatever. I think perspective still, for me, I keep coming back to the word perspective is that, you know, when we change our perspective and focus on what, you know, is important or what we're trying to accomplish or the promise, you know, when I think that allows you, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like pause for me, the, the word that when you, we've mentioned pause today has been more about using my pause, which is still an action, to regroup. So don't let your pause stop you from moving forward, but allow that pause to regroup so that you can move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, sometimes it is for me, it is closer than I think, but there are times and I'm saying that there's probably somebody out there that probably feels like, well, that's real easy for you to say. It's just right around the corner. I just need to hang on. Mm -hmm. No, sometimes it does take a little bit longer, but you're going to have to regroup refocus knowing that no matter how long that takes god is with you yeah and you know i'll say this way maybe he's a better because obviously they take longer than we expect or we wouldn't have messages you know galore on them there would be no the number one bible plan that we've had over two hundred thousand people download wouldn't be faith over fear you know so they obviously take longer um so i think from two perspectives number one you know, because of the duration, and here's the thing, it's not, that, it's not that it's a long time, anything is a long time to society today. We want our food, you know, we want convenient, drive throughs aren't fast enough. You know, I, I was on the phone with Diane on the way here, and she didn't even know I heard this probably. We were talking, we were actually following each other, we were talking, and then she pulls off into Duncan, right? And, uh, but I heard her say, as she pulled in, she's like, ah, oh, the line is long today. You know, and I looked over as I passed by and I saw like one car, you know, I know there was a couple cars in front, but I'm just saying like nothing. My point is, is that nothing, nothing is fast enough for us in reality. For me, nothing is, is fast enough. The pause button used to frustrate me, but today it's still not fast enough. And I can't imagine going back in time. But what, what I meant by it's just around the corner is it's never... The enemy has tricks us and has a way of making us feel like it's never going to happen. Yeah. That that it is that that God lied to you, or that God doesn't know you, or that you are insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And so, 
that is a lie from the enemy, and in in and, and it's closer than you think because because it's it's you know because God's not a man that He should lie, and so we're, we're both accurate here, and these are great points, and. Um, I want to ask you, you know, do you need a breakthrough in your life right now in, 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 in whatever area it is? And so when I think of breakthrough, think of this, Diana, maybe this will give us some, uh, some perspective here as well. I picture plants that grow through concrete. You know, this is something I've always, you know, I've always thought of. Like it seems simple, but, you know, you know things that are alive always break through things that are dead. Maybe we could put that in the notes. Things that are alive always break through things that are dead. With God on our side, even if things look dead around us, we can break through in victory. So, you have a plant that's under concrete. You know, you've you've. It seems that everything's against this plant. This plant's not going to make it. But breakthroughs in life happen through faithfulness and persistence. We talked. You talked about that. It happens through holding on and not letting go. It's not always shiny, but it's solid. Sometimes we simply have to have the audacity to believe God long enough not to lose hope and hold on to his promises no matter what comes. Amen. So you're right. It does take time. And and that's precisely what we're really talking about all week, right? That prepare yourself for a breakthrough. You never know when it's going to happen. When you what what about that? Plants growing through concrete. Honestly, when you talked about Live things breaking through dead things. I don't know why, but I immediately thought of the video of Michael Jackson thriller. And I was thinking of all these dead things. And here's one, you know, I don't know why I thought of that, but that's my <laughs> nerdy point for the day. But, um, you know, I think And everybody that, that wasn't born in 1980, that didn't, wasn't uh, cool in 1984, has to go back and Google that video <laughs> thriller to see what she's talking about. I don't know why I thought of that, but I did. Um, I think, you know, a plant breaking through concrete... You know, I think what ends up happening is it, it's found a crack. And so I think even when the enemy, so I'm going to relate that to the enemy, sometimes there's cracks in our faith because we haven't done a good job of making sure that the, our foundations are firm. Um, I think the enemy comes in and finds those little cracks in our foundational beliefs or our, our belief, uh, foundational thought process of, you know, our walk with the Lord or whatever. And so he finds those cracks and he begins to open those. So I think one of the things that's really important is making sure that foundation is um, solid. Um, and, you know, I believe that um, I think where that's foundational things, our foundational you know, biblical truths, foundational, what, you know, the things that, I mean, I, I usually have seasons where certain scriptures are very, very important to me. Like there's, I'm meditating on specific ones. So I think finding those things, um, I think that, um, you have to be persistent, you know, on, on some of the notes, it talks about being persistent in prayer, persistent in proclaiming, persistent in praise, persistent in purpose, persistent in power. So what's the key phrase there, a key word there? Persistent. Persistent. And sometimes in your, when you're going through something, you're persistent in prayer more so than maybe proclaiming because you're needing to be persistent in prayer so that the Lord is going to speak to you and you can get yourself to a point, you know, to proclaim. There's been seasons that, you know, in life that, you know, I've been, I faced resistant or challenge and, you know, I wasn't in the frame of mind, for lack of a better term, to be able to proclaim proclaim the promises of God because, you know, maybe I didn't believe I was worthy enough of for them mm-hmm. or that, you know, that I was good enough to accept, you know, forgiveness or grace or, you know, whatever that is in that season. So I think, you know, sometimes you're, you're camping out in some of those, se- you know, some of those things, maybe you're persistent in prayer in this season so that you can get to the next. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. And persistence is the key word there, as Diana mentioned. And can I just throw this out there? When the enemy tries to hold you back and keep you discouraged, sometimes you have to get proactive and keep that word in mind, proactive versus reactive. Sometimes as a, as a believer, we're so reactive. Let me, let me finish my sentence. So when the enemy tries to hold you back and keep you discouraged, sometimes you get, have to get proactive in your faith instead of reactive and declare breakthrough over your life. And so, so many times as believers, we are reactive. And what I mean by that is we take this scripture that says, you know, um, that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. And you view that as any other gate, right? Gates don't move. And so you view that as like the enemy beating down your gate and the gate won't break. Well, the reality is that's more of an offensive, it's more of an offensive statement in scripture. The gates of hell will not prevail. They won't win. Right, but we're we're on the offensive, right? And and so because the Bible talks right before that, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven because he's giving you the keys to the kingdom. So when the enemy tries to hold you back, try getting proactive versus reactive in your faith and declare breakthrough over your life. It's not just a name it, claim it, or blab it, grab it. As Diana was mentioning, you know, persist in prayer. And sometimes you sometimes you have all eight cylinders you know, moving. And you can persist in prayer. You're persistent in proclamation. You're persistent in praise. You're persistent in purpose. You're persistent in power. And you're feeling it. And sometimes the enemy begins to siphon away at, you know, at one of those areas. And, you know, maybe then your purpose begins to wing off. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're not proclaiming it. And then you're not praying as much. And then, you know, but maybe you have praise, you know, to, so don't let the enemy, you have multiple weapons to use. And let's look at that for a second, persisting in, in praise specifically. Do you worship Jesus? Because I know you you get ready in the morning, and one of the areas that you, I think, persist in, if I had to guess, being married to you for 28 years, is you persist in praise. Do you worship Jesus only when your life's going well, or do you push through and worship him even in the pain? So our circumstances, I believe, you know, even though this is easy for me to say, but I'm saying this as a person who battles things. So I'm not saying it as somebody who's looking down and going, you people, you know, I'm saying that our circumstances should never dictate our praise. We worship God because he's worthy of our worship, right? Forever and ever, every day, no matter what we're walking through. We have to learn how to persist in praise before we see the breakthrough that we're believing for. So it's while we wait, we worship. While we wait, we sing, right? While we wait, we praise. I know that's a big one for you because you use music and you use worship, and I think that that's something that you probably can have. You have something to say. I think music has always been something that's spoken to me. Um, I've always liked music. Um, I get in the car. The first thing I do is turn on music. The first thing David does when he gets in the car is turns off music. But I think even with my kids, I mean, that even when they were growing up, like music was always a big deal because as you're repeating it, I am someone that kind of meditates on So I'm saying the words, but at the same time, I think about them and I internalize them so that even if I'm not feeling it, I'm beginning to say it or sing it. And if I'm begin to sing it and say it, it's in my heart. So then it's like, hey, you know what? He is faithful. Or yeah. you know what? I don't know how, but he is going to make a way. You know, um, this morning I was listening to Maverick City and, and you know, sometimes they go through spontaneous worship. And, and obviously I, I believe, it, you know, the Lord's in those sessions, but when he was like, I almost felt the Lord, like, he was like, he said, even if you're, you know, your Instagram, you're sending this Instagram, you are worthy. Even if this, there were so many different parts of it, I was like, God, that's so true. Um, my son posted something on social media a few weeks ago, 
um, that he would repost it actually with someone and the importance for me, the importance, because sometimes music or praise may be the only Bible someone reads for a while. So making sure that, you know, the worship and the praise out there is biblically sound because sometimes it's not, Mm -hmm. but, um, worship has always been a big deal because I, I I like music in general and, you know, I, I don't know how true, but I I heard, you know, that that's, I, I do believe music can bring me up or bring me down. So if I want to be sad, I'll probably put on music that's going to make me sad a little bit until I'd say, you know what, I really really need to put some 80s music or something. I don't know. but Chicago um, or Journey, like Faithfully or something. (laughs) So um, those are classic. That's awesome. Um, But um, music is important. You know, they said that, you know, Satan was the, the... worship leader. So I think music is important on a a lot of different levels. But I think if you're internalizing what you're saying, I think that it can bring you out of a slump, just like music can bring you into a slump, or at least for me, I think music and worship can also bring me out of, even if I feel a certain way, it'll contradict what I'm feeling and get my thoughts moving towards a How many can relate to that? If you relate to that with music, you know, maybe you can comment or you know, maybe that's something that spoke to you. You know, does, does, do you find yourself maybe sometimes being dictated? Do you need to change sometimes your playlist? I know I do. And so when we praise God, I, I, God will come through. When we praise through, God will come through. There's a story, one of my favorite passages in, in all of the, of the Bible regarding worship is in Acts 16, where Paul and Silas were flogged, thrown into prison. And it was about midnight. There's that midnight again, right? And they decided to sing and worship God. They could have done a lot of other things. They could have complained. They could have griped. They could have tried to sleep. They could have just suffered. But they they decided to praise God. They decided to praise God with all of the other prisoners listening. And all of a sudden, and that's a great crazy thing right there. That's how breakthroughs happen, by the way. Whether it's whether you are right around the corner from your breakthrough or whether your breakthrough is a couple of months away. You never know when it's going to happen. God does. And it's always all of a sudden. And you know, isn't that the way it is? All of a sudden, you break through. And so all of a sudden, while they're worshiping God at midnight, all of a sudden, a violent earthquake, which was the way that the answer to their prayer needed to happen, right, came in, the prison doors flew open because of the earthquake, and everyone's chains came loose. So through the power of their worship in a, in a dark season, in a middle of a, a, jail, a jail sale, they, they, the earthquake came in, threw the doors open, loosed their chains, and the Spirit of the Lord broke them free. So while Paul and Paul and Silas were persisting in praise, the Holy Spirit was on the move. It's funny because when before you started that, I wrote down a song that I was listening to uh, yesterday morning, early in the morning on, on my car ride back to the house. But it... Um, it was your presence is my weapon, and it's by Natalie Grant. And I almost sent it to Mike, but you know, worshiping and praising invites the presence of the Lord, even when we don't have the words to invite Him. I mean, there's certain times that we don't have the words to invite Him into our situation because we feel as if maybe you know He can't help us here, or that you know we've made messed it up so bad. How can He come? in and help this situation. And so, um, you know, that song yesterday morning, like really spoke to me. I was like, it is, it's his presence. You know, we always talk about, you know, and there's a a Bible, um, study in, in the Bible app that you have. That's, um, worship is my weapon, but his presence. 90,000 downloads of that. Pastor Aaron, myself, JJ, all of it, 90,000. I was just looking at it. It's a big deal. Worship. That's only a few months ago. Worship is a big deal. And, but that presence is your weapon because when he shows up, mm. things happen. And so however you need to bring 
the ability for him to show up, whether it starts with you simply just saying, Lord, I need you, or it's singing something to invite him in. However you need to at that moment, if you don't have the words, I encourage you put on worship Mm -hmm. or praise and invite him in. If you don't have the words to invite him in, allow, you know, that. He'll give you the words. Yeah. Well, I think what's important too, which you noted is you said God showed up Mm -hmm. in the worship. And if you notice in that story, what it says is everyone's chains came loose, not just Paul and Silas. Yeah. When you worship and you have your breakthrough, that breakthrough can break somebody else through. Mm. Yeah. It's not just for you, but it's for others. When God breaks through, it's for you, but it's also for others. The the jailer got saved. Everyone's binds. Everyone else's chains were loosed. And so, you know, maybe you're believing for someone in your house. You know, you're going through something in a season. Maybe that breakthrough is for your family. And so you holding on and you proclaiming the words of the Lord and you praising God or that job when you're believing. There's someone that's watching you, that's wondering, hey, is this thing really real? Can the, can this, can the God that this person is proclaiming and talking about, you know, can he really do this? Is he really real? And so the breakthrough that you're believing God for is not just for you, but it's for others as well. And, you know, it reminds me of the story, another story that's, uh, that's famous in the Bible regarding worship is the Lord told Joshua to march around the city of Jericho for seven days. And with the priests carrying trumpets and rams, basically the worship team in the front of the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant, we don't have, certainly don't have time to get into this, but the Ark of the Covenant always represents the presence of God. So Diana talked about making sure the worship lined up with the word. So the presence of God comes when that happens. When the worship lines up with the word of God, then the presence of God is present, which is, which is the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. So, so he said, Joshua, march around the city of Jericho seven days. The city was a city that they were trying to uh, inhabit, and it was, it was resi- the enemy was resisting them. He said, I want you to march around it. Put the worship team in front of the ark, of the presence. And he said, when the horns were blown, the entire army was to give a loud shout at the wall would collapse, and they would take the land. So God told them to put the worshipers, the people who would persist in praise, at the front lines. So praise is actually a powerful weapon against the enemy. So while you're waiting for the Lord to bring breakthrough, you know, partner with him by persisting in praise and, you know, persisting in proclamation, proclaim the word of God, speak the word of God. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, Lord, you will condemn. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And, you know, begin to partner with him in proclamation, persist in, you know, prayer, get in, in, in prayer with him. And watch what God does. Sing about his goodness and his greatness. Remember his kindness and his faithfulness. Because also there's power in remembering what he's done for you. Remembering not just looking at what you don't have, but look at what he's done for you and being thankful all through your life. Thank him for never leaving you, for always being there. Amen? That's powerful. And it's easier said than done, but it's the way... To bring about if music wasn't powerful, music, like old songs, can take me back to a place in my life. Mm. Like I can remember something, like what was going on. Like for me, it sounds crazy, but when I think of Thriller, Michael Jackson, that automatically reminds me of my dad. Why? Because when my sister and I were younger and that was a popular song, we used to go into a store called Birdines. I don't know if they're, I know they're not around and I don't think it's anymore. It's Macy's now. It's Macy's. Macy's but in the um, kids, young adult or teenage section, and I wasn't a teenager then, I guess I was 
maybe 10, I don't know. But they you would have a whole they had a whole section of um like TV screens and they would be playing that that album videos of that album for Michael Jackson and they had their, their the jacket. So that song immediately takes me to a very fond memory of going there with my my father. Now music can also take me to a bad place. Mm. So I can think of songs that can remind me of old boyfriends. Yeah. Old boyfriends. <laughs> Before you. <laughs> Oh, before me. Yes. Okay. Old boy friends where, you know, it's like, you know, I just wanted to, my achy, breaky heart or something. I don't know. So you like, dated a guy with a mullet? <laughs> <laughs> when I listen to Thriller, it reminds me of when I wore parachute pants. Yep. <laughs> so, um, hey, why hasn't no one brought So music here? wasn't important. How come it can take you? And I think smells are kind of like that, too. Like, I could smell something that can take me back to a place. So um, if music wasn't important, it can, it, at least for me, music's important to me because it could take me back to a good memory, but it could take me back to a bad place. Um, you know, um, vanilla ice. It sounds crazy, but that, that never takes you to a good place. That immediately takes me and reminds me of in high school with a friend of mine. Her name was Stacy, and she had a black tempo car, Ford Tempo. And that song immediately takes me to. Please don't make that the song of the day. Yeah. <laughs> that immediately takes me to driving down a road to high school. Um, you know listening to that song, bebop, and thinking we are cool. So there's things like that. Like, music takes me back to really good places. So that's where I think, for me, music is probably important to me. You know, putting the right things. My kids, we have a funny joke in our household that we didn't listen to anything but Joy FM or Spirit FM when my kids were younger in the car. It's about to and bust on Ashton now. Yes, like, they, we didn't listen to anything. Like, if we got in my car, that's what we were listening to because I felt like music was important and I wanted to pour into the point when they started getting to high school and had friends and they were listening to other music. Uh, Ashton makes a joke. Her older siblings were older than her, and they started listening to other things while because they drove her to school. They went to the same school. And she said there were seasons that she'd be in the back seat, seat thinking, um... My siblings are going to hell because they were listening to like 93.3 FM. Like she can actually remember, and we've laughed. She's five years younger than my son and seven than my daughter, so she was in the back as a little girl. I'm gonna tell mom. Yeah, like you guys aren't even going to heaven because you're listening to this devil. But then, but Ashton said low key. Then she was like, she'd be like, she'd be singing the song too, (laughs) going to hell with them. Uh, on the way to Christian school. So, so anyway, I think music is important. So I think it is. if you don't have the words and you're going through a season and you don't know what to say and you don't know what to pray, mm-hmm. maybe start there. Amen. What is 902? Awesome word. Now you learned all about our kids too. And that's what it's all about, man. I hope you guys are enjoying us doing this together. We're having a blast doing it. Um, can I just say a prayer really quick? Heavenly Father, you're worthy of our praise. There's no one like you in heaven or on earth. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the end, the creator who knows the stars in the sky by name, yet you love us personally and unconditionally. So while we wait for you to move miraculously in our life, God, we press on and praise your holy name. God, invade our hearts today. Change us in the process to become more like you and your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mike. Thank you all for listening. I just told Diana, uh, Diana's song, it is called... My Weapon from Natalie Grant. That's the song of the day today. Check it out if you guys have never heard it. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys have been enjoying this series. Tomorrow we will wrap everything up on Breaking Point. Um, if you are tuning in to um, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any of the audio platforms, you can always join us live in the mornings on Facebook and YouTube Live. Just search David Villa Game Changer and you'll be able to find us. You can leave comments with us, throw things out there. 
Let us know what hearing some of these things means to you. Um, to our live audience, if you guys happen to miss an episode and you can't watch with us live every single day, you can always grab us on the go. You can subscribe to us on audio platforms everywhere, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. Um, there's a ton of them that we send it out to. So make sure you subscribe on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Um, Faith Gear, newest drop is up, faithgear.co. Make sure you guys go check it out. We have a limited supply. We are working on the next drop um, as we just working on designs right now and a mix of a couple of other things that we have working and if you guys haven't if you missed a couple episodes this week obviously you can go back and listen to it but if you want a little more in depth you can always go get this bible plan we were following this entire series based on our breaking point U version plan so you can always go check that out you can search david villa on the bible app or search breaking point and you should be able to find it without any issue thank you all for listening we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day we'll see you tomorrow bright and early and on that note yeah Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.